Oh man, I am so excited for this episode. We finally got the title off of Nate. The Sunshine Buddies are back. It's Valentine's Day when we're recording this. I mean, my last name is Valentine, so it works out. I mean, everything is just falling right into place of how this episode and the One Fall Show needs to be. This is, I mean, this might be the top episode we have. And look, Nate's not even here this week. It's just me and Shawnee, a Sunshine Buddy episode. We're going to have so much fun. Here we go. Let's go, guys. I'm so excited. Let's roll. Are, are you done? I'm ready. Come on. Like, come on. Excitement. Let's go. Come on. You know, okay, I mean, look, I I appreciate the energy, but some of us are a little too hungover and gassy for this. That's okay. So we'll work with it. Oh, we'll work. Sure. We took the title off of Nate. Nothing can dread. No gas, no hangover can bring us down. We are ready for this. Let's go. All right. Hit the music. I like the new tone that's being set by the Sunshine Buddies being champions of this show. Hi, buddy. How you doing today? Doing great, champ. How are you doing? Fantastic, champ. I'm very excited for this show. Great job on that coin flip, champ. Appreciate it, champ. I can't wait for you to take over, though. It's extra special because I picked it out, so he chose it just for me, and it was nice. You know, that's what buddies do for I was originally intending to get a full-size couch, but I got a love seat instead. All right, before I drown in the stacker in here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. My name is Chuck Bean. I'm your host, and uh, joined this week by two of our three panelists as we will uh, be having a Sunshine Buddies episode as we talk about the news and notes from the world of wrestling. And boy, oh boy, are there some news and notes this week. Mm-hmm. Joining me as always is uh, the purveyor of the questions, the keeper of the points, and all-around New Japan pro wrestling superfan, Miss Eric Bennis. Thank you for that lovely intro. I feel like I should just say out the jump, uh, this episode's title will be Knock Knock, Who's There? My Hole. So, <laughs> Our, yeah, no, that's so fair. there we go. I was yeah, fairly so. certain that just about every wrestling podcast this week is going to have some variation of My Hole. And uh, I, w- I, why would we be any different? I think that should be ours. That's just where I stand. That's, that's how I feel about My Hole. What if we mix Bailey and Nia Jax and make it ding dong my hole? <laughs> sure. Let's <laughs> why not? Also joining us is uh, one half of the Sunshine Buddies. You heard him at the top of the episode, Mr. Justin Valentine. I'm just going to reiterate my excitement, especially you added to it with ding dong my hole. Our, that our, is that is Are a fantastic time. I mean, I'm so excited. Happy bring, bring Valentine's Day. Happy bring Valentine's it down. Day, bring guys. it down. Sunshine buddies for life. I'm ready. All right. And we are joined by our current One Fall Show champion, the other half of the Sunshine Buddies, Mr. Shawnee Constant. One man stands alone, Chuck. One man stands alone, holding the title high, holding the title high. I am Shawnee Constant. I am your $20 man. And I have single-handedly pulled myself up by my bootstraps. And finally, finally won this title back from Nate the Hate. No no sunshine buddies. We did this, man. We got this off of Nate. Man, we ain't do shit. All right. <laughs> well, uh, as it is, we will be discussing the news and notes from the week of wrestling in the form of game show. That game show has three categories, each category with three questions and the questions worth one points, two points and three points respectively. As it is, we will, uh, as usual, we will start with our champion this time, Mr. Shawnee Constant. That's right. And, um, we will have to start with the smack draw category because that is uh, that is where the biggest news of the week comes from. Shawnee, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The biggest story in professional wrestling this week comes to us from Monday Night Raw where Lana defeated Nia Jax in what kind of match after Jax suffered an injury to a very delicate part of her anatomy? It was a tables match, Chuck. That's right. It was a tables match. Nia Jax trying to drop the leg on the hardest part of the ring, the apron, and uh, coming away with an injury to, as she put it, her whole discuss. I, it was great that they were able to have a viral moment, right? They they capped it off on SmackDown in a one of the, the lesser segments of a great, great SmackDown, I would say. Uh, but, you know, it, it was fine. They capitalized. They, they created a, it, 
she created a meme and they pivoted it off of it. They played with it. I, I mean, this feels like a supernova, right? Like by next week, everyone's going to be tired of this thing. Am I, am I sure. correct? It was, it's, I think it got too hot too quick. And I don't yeah. think that the WWE as a big corporate entity is able to harness a meme like they think they might like to. Uh, look, well, first of all, I apologize if my energy is a little more down than it just was. We'll get back. Um, as for this, it was great. I, my problem is when WWE takes a moment like this and tries to use it too much, right? It didn't need to be a whole segment. It didn't need to be, you know, like the same week, the next SmackDown, they're throwing it at her and all that. I would rather than let moments like this live on social media, let the, you know, let wrestling fans play with it. Let wrestling, social media play with it for a while. (laughs) You want, you want wrestling fans to play with my hole? Just, (laughs) just sorry. Continue. Continue, Justin. Couldn't help it. Sorry, I'm a child. I would have went there too. Uh, But I would rather them let it live in the wrestling, uh, you know, the fandom, and maybe small moments, like let, and maybe let the wrestlers during a match, you know what I mean? Or as promo, a small mention of it. But when they make it basically the se- the center of the segment, right? From Bianca Belair or, and Sasha Banks bringing it up to the spot where they purposely tripped her so she fell on the apron the exact same way she did on Raw. Now we're we're pushing it too much. Let like some things like that. You don't have to bring up again. You don't have to make a big deal about it on, uh, on in your storyline around the show for it to live on and be funny. Social media does that by itself. And WWE needs to learn how to just let social media do it. Erica. I, you know, it, it, that's a really good point, but like, then again, that does play into, uh, uh, what are the thing that John Moxley said in his big shoot interview with Jericho? Like, you know, WWE cannot let anything happen organically. They always have to have, hey, they always have to, they always have to touch the hole. They always have to touch it. So they always, uh, so like, it's not surprising that they would try and, and make something out of this and instead of just letting it be the beautiful organic moment it was. Uh, and it was, and mind you, like, look, I don't, as I was kind of putting the show questions together today because I was dragging ass yesterday because, uh, well, I was drinking a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, my God, my whole happened this week. That was yeah. this week. It feels like I don't know how time works anymore, but I'm like, wasn't that a month ago? No, this week. Raw never feels like this week and a Sunday night pay-per-views. Forget it. Yeah. When the show starts, I don't never remember that it happened within the <laughs> confines of our episodes. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have to say that uh, for years, Shawnee has been telling us at the end of many a podcast to not fall in the hole. And uh, if Nia Jax decides to tell us to not fall on the hole, I think we've got a lawsuit on our hands. Uh, I think so. <laughs> that's that's my opinion anyway. <laughs> All right, Sean, let's move on to the uh, second question in the Smack Draw category. In the race to book next weekend's Elimination Chamber, both Raw and SmackDown book matches uh, using the aforementioned Elimination Chamber, while the Raw Elimination Chamber is going to have uh, Drew McIntyre in it for the WWE title. What is the stipulation put on the SmackDown Elimination Chamber that night? Uh, The uh, Tribal Chief gets to face the winner of the Elimination Chamber immediately. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to face him that night. Uh, what do you guys think of this? I mean, it's 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 interesting for story reasons. I think it makes Roman look a little weaker than they might expect him to. But uh, I think also there's some there's some really tasty matchups in that elimination chamber. Yeah, it's a great heel mechanism, right? It, it allows him to be the ultimate bully. Uh, he's going to get to say that he unequivocally beat somebody, but it's after like the most grueling of conditions, right? In this hellscape that they've created of steel. Right. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I'm super curious as to what we do with Kevin Owens at this point. We talked extensively before the last pay-per-view that this seemed to be his, if he lost this his third times, the charm kind of match that he'd be disappearing, but he's not, you know, if they drag Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns all the way to Mania, do you have to put Kevin Owens over? I mean, if 
if the Royal Rumble would single, uh, signal his death knell in terms of a push, then certainly a loss at WrestleMania, which would be like his ninth to Roman Reigns, would would I mean, you'd have to take him off the brand, I would think. So I'm, I'm still interested. I'm still intrigued. I thought that the uh, this, uh, this Friday's opening segment was one of the best I can ever remember. I mean, of all these scripted, long-winded segments we have to watch from WWE, I thought this one really, really worked. Um, I'm very intrigued by it, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this SmackDown, uh, hell, uh, whatever this thing is called. <laughs> the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber. Thank you, sir. No problem. Um, I th- this is a, one of the best badass heel moves we've seen in a while. Uh, from Roman Reigns, that is, in his character. Uh, and, th- and it's not just the fact that he has to defend it right after they went through the match. It's how we got there, right? We started with Adam Pearce saying, you're defending it. And then Paul Heyman gets in your face saying, ha, no, he's not. And what are you going to do about it? And you realize right after he said that, Pierce just went straight to, all right, well, you're not them. We're just going to make this match. Um, and he went with it. So it- it's a badass power heel move. I love the the great – my worry with the Elimination Chambers is we put five good superstars and one why is that person in it. And I this match doesn't really have it. And I, the one person I don't want winning it is Kevin Owens. I don't want to see – I'm over. I'm over Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. It, it It's ruining the Kevin Owens character. He's not taking the title off of Roman. Roman will have the title going into WrestleMania. So the more that you push the KO character toward Roman Reigns, the worse and worse he's going to look as this goes on. I want to see a Cesaro win this match. Not that he'll beat Roman, but I could see having Cesaro win. He looks strong despite being tired and beaten up in his match against Roman, but still loses. And that could lead to some sort of push, maybe not for Roman Reigns, but for another title uh, for WrestleMania for Cesaro. Because they're doing something. Seth Rollins attacked him on SmackDown. They're doing something with Cesaro. So that's who I want to see win this match. I'm surprised Kevin Owens is the one you don't want to see win this match when I'm Baron over Corbin it. is I, in it. Listen, I love I love <laughs> I love KO, but I will e- I will even take King Corbin over KO winning this match. Wow. Wow. I love Strong KO. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, do you have anything to uh, add about this? Uh no, I think the Sunshine Buddies are really uh, uh, the Sunshine acquaintances at this point. No, Sunshine uh, Buddies, we got it. It's okay. Okay. It's, it's good. Listen, he's just he's excited over his win last week. I'm proud of him. I'm down, so, kid. It's my chance to get three points. All right, go ahead. Anyway, the Sunshine acquaintances uh, kind of took care of everything. Back to you, Chuck. All right. He's not wrong. Here's his opportunity to win three points as we move back to Monday Night Raw for the SmackDraw category. This week, we saw Matt Riddle and Keith Lee square off to find out who is better suited to challenge Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title. For the match, Matt Riddle name dropped a series of movies he spent the weekend watching to lift his spirits. What movies were they? The movies would be Air Bud, Chuck. (laughs) That is correct. The movies about a dog that plays sports. He said he got nice and toasty and watched the Air Bud movies, obviously a uh, pot reference. I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of excited by the possibility of Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley. What do you think? I think that Air Bud would make an excellent celebrity guest at (laughs) WrestleMania this year. Better than Bad Bunny? (laughs) Mm, That's a rivalry that could go all the way to SummerSlam. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Book it. Bad Bunny versus Air Bud. <laughs> uh, this match, I'll say, this match can steal the show at Elimination Chamber. Uh, we got Riddle, Keith Lee, and Bobby Lashley. It definitely could steal the show. Um, and it's funny you say that, Chuck, because my prediction and wants is to have Bobby Lashley win this by pinning Riddle, letting Keith Lee still look strong, and allow that to be a singles rivalry into either Fastlane or WrestleMania. But this match. You know, outside of the Elimination Chambers, whatever. But this match could steal the show at the pay-per-view. I mean, I unabashedly love everything that Riddle and, and uh, Keith Lee do. So I think that uh, – I, I and this is where it really pays off. We've seen uh, essentially oh, a year now of the Hurt Business being this, this heel mob that's running things. And it's starting to pay dividends now, right, because we have guys like Riddle, guys like Keith Lee to put them against, and Bobby Lashley f- – feels like a, such a legitimate threat 
and they've really rehabilitated his character from the days of his, you know, three sisters in the ring doing a comedy act. Right. <laughs> a <clears throat> comedy act. <laughs> Also, if you do want to see a wrestling dog, make sure you check out Russell Madness on Netflix. You get to see uh, John Morrison lose a match to a wrestling dog right there. Nice. <laughs> All right. Look at hey, that. hey, ho, ho. All right. So we're at the end of the first round. Erica, I'm pretty sure I know how the points st- stack up, but uh, just fill us in. Well, just to confirm, we have. Of Shawnee with six points uh, in the lead. Justin, no points. However, he will kick off round two. Uh, how many? Uh, what's the score of Justin? No points over there. Uh, zero. You said his name, but you didn't say how many. Uh, I, I said Tally no, was. He, I said I no points. I thought Justin No Points was his new nickname. Ooh. No, we're not. We're not going to WWE and take away his last this name on Valentine's is, Day. And look, this isn't the vibe I was expecting from this episode. What's going on with you, man? Are you good? I'm God, great. God. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shawnee's feeling feeling fantastic. Champ is here. Is it is it just because since Nate's here, someone has to be a dick? So Shawnee I, I, I took, took the lead. That's what it is. Good good call. He's doing his best Nate impression. That's good, man. That is good. Collusion. He's funny. He, there you go. Right there. I love it. You're funny, man. I love it. I knew it. I knew it was something. All right, Justin, let's move on to the Wednesday Night War of AEW and NXT. Our first question worth one point. What NXT superstar has become richer than Elon Musk after investing in GameStop and DogCoin while he was out on injury? Cameron Grimes. Uh, No, I'm sorry. That's the incorrect answer. Shawnee, do you want to take this one? That would be to the moon, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. If you say his name, you got to put some stank on it. Cameron Grimes. My God. (laughs) Erica, no, dear, you are getting a point. Thank I'm you. So, I, uh, but from now on, come on. I, you, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. Second time I've gotten you, you this. You know, Chuck Bean is is a camera crimes mark. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be better. I promise. I got to say, so we're like an hour or two away from NXT uh, Vengeance, which is going to be a fantastic card. But sure. um, much like my whole, nothing popped me harder in this week's NXT than Cameron Grimes being rich because he invested in GameStop. I, you know what? They got, listen, this guy, there's something there, right? There is definitely something there. And he. they got to try to, and this is a good way to do it, slowly move him away from what he was before the, the injury, right? He could be, he was too much of a jobber type character. Not saying that about his ability, but the type of character he was screams jobber to me. And the guy is not a jobber. The guy can, can tell a story. He's good in the ring. He can be a main event type player or at least a title match type guy. And this might be it, right? Have him be the rich Southern dude that comes out with his money. And now he's obnoxious because he's rich before why was he obnoxious because he's just obnoxious whatever now he has a reason to be obnoxious you put some some reasoning and some story behind it now it starts to make sense now i'm starting to like him i like what you're saying there it's like the difference between the obnoxious annoying drunk guy at the bar versus the obnoxious annoying drunk guy at the bar who's also buying drinks right like now you have my interest you're not just a pain in my ass. You're an intriguing pain in the ass. And yeah. uh, I think that's what we've got with Cameron Grimes. And you're right. We're going to see him be able to, if, if we can see him build out his character past the one note, he'll be great. Uh, otherwise he has the risk of being like, um, Bo Dallas, who was always getting the one note right, but they were never, they either didn't, he was either incapable of building out past the one note or they didn't allow him to. We're now seeing the potential of Cameron Grimes to the moon uh, (laughs) building out from that one note character. Y'all are lucky that I'm not in charge of the points because I'd give somebody a point every time somebody gave me a to the moon. (laughs) This is why I'm on the goddamn show. (laughs) Keep some order. I also have some bad news for you, Justin. I remember this gimmick when it was Jamie Noble and he was still a jobber. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jamie Noble was had the cruiserweight title for the longest time. They gave him something. That's true. That's true. No, but they did make him the southern guy that uh, struck it rich a la the Beverly Hillbillies. And uh, yeah. But so, he wasn't um, as obnoxious as Cameron Grimes. I don't know. I don't know. It's, they let, Jamie they, Noble, they, boy. It, it was it was Nidia. 
That's right? true. So Maybe I feel like easier. that kind of balanced it out. Yeah. I get what you're saying. All right, uh, Justin, for our second question, for two points, we move on to NX or to AEW. What long teased breakup finally happened on Dynamite this week? Oh, shit. Hold on. I got to remember AEW. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here oh, comes the count. Sammy Guevara in the inner circle. Yeah, Sammy Guevara leaving the inner circle. Where do you guys see this uh, story? What do you think is the next chapter for Sammy Guevara, more, more importantly, for this story? I, I, th- I it, it should be a Guevara MJF rivalry, um, and match potentially at the pay per view. But I know Jericho and MJF are number one contenders for the tag cha- titles, so that kind of gives us a little situation with that. In the end, this guy uh, overall he <laughs> sorry did I think I think we caught your your burp on I really on your tried mic, to dear. Back away from the mic. Yeah, I, I'm. Did, did you? <laughs> it, it felt like you leaned in. And, <laughs> like what the hell, brother? You you only. This is only your trade. I was funneling it. God, <laughs> Erica's face got me. I was gonna keep rolling, but Erica was like, I, "Yeah, Erica I'm, was I'm like, sorry. what the hell just happened?" <laughs> I yeah. My apologies. Continue. Radio you were saying, here. Mr. Valentine. Zoom, Zoom has a mute option, sir. Uh, I will. <laughs> um, I think Sammy Guevara has what it takes to be big on his own. We've talked about this in the past. This guy's going to be, hopefully, AEW most likely will for years to come. will be around. This guy will be the face of AEW if they're smart enough and able to keep him around. Uh, and this is just the start of it. And you have the perfect guys to help build that, like MJF, if him and Chris Jericho have a rivalry, and then so on and so forth. Um, because who knows how Jericho is going to fully react to this, right? Is he going to blame MJF, or is he going to get mad at Sammy Guevara for leaving the inner circle? If they're smart, it's getting mad at Sammy Guevara for le- leaving the inner circle. This guy has one hell of a future. As long as he cuts his hair, I'm going to be all in. <laughs> That's a odd stipulation, but all right, Shawnee, what do you got? <laughs> it's a it's a hair versus itself match. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, this was a very a great way to to season Sammy Guevara over the last year or so. I think when they introduced him, he was either part of a tag team or he was essentially a solo act. But he was someone who, unless you were a real indie. Uh, follower you wouldn't be too aware of and and super young guy right so even even if he was as brilliant as he is now a year ago you know you still had to get through things like uh, digging up the old Sasha Banks tweets and um, figuring out can you really push a baby face with that kind of baggage and I think that having him working with Chris Jericho having him a part of that faction has allowed him to put in the work without having to spend his time trying to um exclusively win over uh, the entire world, which essentially is what getting over in wrestling is anymore, especially outside of the WWE. Um, Yeah, we've said it before. Hopefully, you know, people like him, uh, Orange Cassidy, MJF, are are guys that we're going to see in leadership roles 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And uh, I think that he's been doing an admirable job, you know, for a, whatever is he, 24-year-old kid navigating this world. Um, yeah. Impressive. I'm with you, though. Although, take Orange Cassidy out of that list. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't see it. I'm sorry. Not as a leader. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a job or anything like that, but not as a top guy leader. I'm sorry. Greatest professional wrestler of his era. Shit's really tense, Chuck. Maybe we should move on to the next question. Oh, okay, sure. I, you look like you had something to say, and that was what it was. So there we go. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Moving on to our third and final question, Justin. For three points, Dynamite's highly anticipated main event saw Kenny Omega deliver a unique one-winged angel to Lance Archer. Why was it unique? Why was it unique? Um... I, yeah, I I've, I know this isn't the answer, but I can't think. Was it off the top rope? Or no, no, unfortunately, it was not off. I the can't top remember. Rope. Uh, Shawnee, you want to take this one? No, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have a hard time 
remembering what was special about it too. Uh, I, I get so hyped for AEW. It is like the highlight of my week. It has become a point where I truly just am a, a buzz on wrestling Twitter. And uh, so, no, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to this question. I'm not sure what you're looking for. I don't remember this. It was just a fucking great night, Chuck. <laughs> the answer was he needed the Good Brothers' help to put Lance Archer up for the uh, to complete the finisher. Mm. Um, let's talk about this week's AEW. There's some great matches in there. Some great storytelling. What do you guys think? I see Erica had something she wanted to say. I'm going to go ahead and toss it to her. Uh, well, no, because uh, I wrote this question. The reason why I did that, uh, you know, did this is I I thought it was really interesting how they had the Good Brothers help Kenny with this spot because. Uh, obviously, uh, they are clearly planning big things for Lance Archer, and rightfully so. Um, and I thought it was just a really smart way to, yeah, he took the pin, but you know they had to do it by nefarious means. Uh, and it, it's just it's the little touches like that with with booking where you're still, yeah, sure. Once again, Lance took the pin, but he still looks strong. He still is just you know that he's the murder hawk monster everybody dies he's he still looked great even in the loss and i'm very interested to see where they're taking lance as far as just kind of the counter programming that they have with you know the road to wrestlemania because obviously there's there's just a there was a lot of stuff going on in aew uh and uh, like shawnee said great matches this week that uh layla hirsch is it layla hirsch uh Legit. against yep. A legit, yeah, uh, against um, oh my god, I almost said Sasha Banks. Also, for some legit reason. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Thunder Rosa. I don't know what the hell is wrong. Apparently, once again, a little hungover, you guys. Uh, so I'm kind of not a hundred percent, but I thought that match was just outstanding, and it, it's it's just so exciting. Uh, I can't wait for the uh, women's tournament. Uh, most of the Japanese matches are going to be taking place on YouTube, so we're going to have to kind of watch out for that. But I think That's it's fascinating. just it's will be uh, and it, it's smart because they're not going to they're not going to fly in those women into the United States, right. have them have to quarantine. Like it's just a whole thing. So wh- wh- whomever wins the um, the, the Japanese bracket, obviously they'll come to the U S or maybe they're already here who knows where and when they film this. Uh, but like those matches are going to be brutal and it's going to be just awesome to really see uh, the group of women that they have in the Japanese bracket. Just, just tear it up. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's, it's just, come on. So exciting. <laughs> you, you, and like I'm with Shawnee, like AEW is like really one of the highlights of my week. Every week, they, they rarely have they let me down. Um, and e- even if like it's like, oh, maybe not like the best show. There's at least some like bright spot, some moment where it's like, but that was really effing good. So, you know, good on them. I'm very happy. And I love Orange Cassidy and I don't care what Justin Valentine has to say about it. <laughs> I said it. Bring it on, bitch. I love you. I love you back. Listen, I'm getting enough hate from what I thought was my sunshine, buddy. I would appreciate it if you could, you know, hey, that I gave void. you a, I gave you a point when when I Chuck know. wanted to take it I away know. for you not going full camograms. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Okay, that's uh, come on, come on. Don't suck up <laughs> oh, to the person putting the points together. Come on, <laughs> Erica. Uh, we're at the end of round two. Where do the points stand? Uh, Shawnee is still in the lead with six points. Justin with three, so he will kick off round three since he is behind. But uh, news and notes is going to be an interesting one. Either you're all going to love me or fucking hate me. I don't know. It's always fun. <laughs> oh, can't wait. All right. Let's talk about what's happening outside of the WWE and the AEW rosters with our news and notes around the ring, starting with uh, the Impact Zone. We've uh, last uh, last night was Impact's No Surrender, and we found out at the end of it that two New Japan wrestlers are going to be appearing in the Impact Zone this Tuesday. Who are they? I'm starting. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, no idea, Chuck. Oh. You, don't, you don't got this one. I'm sorry, I don't. All right. All right, Shawnee, how about you? Uh, Finn Juice, uh, Juice Robinson, and Finley. Is it David Finley? It is David Finley. All right. Absolutely. 
Um, Erica, you're going to probably carry the talking points on this because I am not really familiar with either David Finley or Juice Robinson. Who do you think, uh, who do you think in the impact zone they should be beating the tar out of? I mean, who wouldn't I like to see them up against? Obviously, they're going to come in. They, they might go after good brothers because it's kind of obvious, perhaps. Or, I mean, any tag team. If, you know, and really, we don't even know what they're going to be doing in the impact zone. Just the fact that clearly New Japan and impact are on good terms again is is a good thing. And this little sharing of roster members between Impact and AEW and New Japan, uh, that seems to be healthy. And it, it once again, it, who ends up winning? We do as fans by seeing all these lovely surprises. Um, I, I'm a huge Juice Robinson fan. I think he, as far as just pure... Uh, baby faces go. He's so good. Like in Japan, they love him. And David Finley is one of those wrestlers who I feel like just doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he's just outstanding in the ring. I've never seen a, a bad match uh, from him. I know he was kind of hampered with injuries for a while back, uh, but like he he rehabbed that, and he also got into he got in some like real good shape. Lean down. He looks amazing. I know Juice was battling some injuries as of late, and now he's obviously healed up, and now they're back together, and they're going to the impact zone. It's awesome. It's so much fun. Uh, it ah, oh, especially like Juice Robinson. He oh, I can't remember his name in NXT. He was you know like the hippie. Oh, you guys remember? It oh, does ring a bell. Was he like CJ Parker or something like that? That or am sounds I, right. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he got a little bit of a push, but, you know, he just never really took off. And then he just kind of said, like, you know what? I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And and WWE, you know, just didn't realize what they had. And he's he's he proved himself, uh, you know, in the New Japan roster. And he's just so effing great. And it's just hooray. Yes, Justin, my dear. You are on mute, honey. Let me learn how to use Zoom real quick. Just confirming right. you are correct with uh, CJ Parker, by the way. Thank you. Hooray. Uh, but it, it's just, I mean, once again, the in, you know, the relationship with Impact and New Japan is better because obviously, famously, it was severed for quite some time. Well, yeah. Didn't, and, they, didn't they kind of bungle? Was it Okada or Ibushi? Uh, it would be, it was Okada, yeah. uh, famously, uh, effed up, uh, his excursion. And after that, they're just like, you know what? No, we're not dealing with these guys because we sent you our golden boy and you did nothing with him. So I really can't like blame that, for that. I really like that the good brothers are on a similar career arc that the Hardy boys were when they were in impact and that yeah. they're getting to wrestle a bunch of teams that are some of the best tag teams mm -hmm. in professional wrestling because they're not in WWE right now and, and they're yeah. with a company that is allowing all this crossover to well, happen. Well, and Gallows and Anderson are getting even a bigger push in the Hardy Boys because AEW is around, right? So right. And you have you have AEW, which is head-to-head -head with WWE right now when it comes to fandom. And so you're able to appear there, please the, a few that watch Impact, sorry, and face all these great teams. I love it. Although I wasn't a fan of the end of the match at No Surrender. I thought that was a weak way if they were going to win for them to win. I also like that uh, this week Impact gave uh, everybody what they want. They gave New Japan fans the uh, addition of those two, and they gave fans of the spooky bullshit the Black Taurus. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. What a, what a cool dude, man. I can't wait to see more of him. Shawnee shared over on our Facebook uh, group a match between him and Orange Cassidy that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's like a legitimate lucha big man in that crazy gear. Like, his head must be so hot at the end <laughs> of a match. I don't know how he stays, keeps it together. And he has to be so precise because his vision can't be immaculate, right, in that, that headdress. He looks amazing. It's like a cartoon show come to life in the best way. Uh, I'm absolutely into Black Tarus. It's like the man's whore, but cool. Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> All right, Shawnee, you got that one. So we'll give you another opportunity to score two points here as uh, we talk about AEW. 
They continue to be very close with the United States Patent and Trademark Office and have uh, submitted trademarks for two different fa- phrases for two points. Name one of them. Oh, man, this whole patent question thing is, uh, this is sort of new. Um, and I, these are, these are like news and notes that come across my board that I, I te- tend to read but not really give much thought to. Um, um, Sunshine Buddies, we know what's going on. No. <laughs> Thankfully, they're not stealing that from us. That is that is not the answer. Shout uh, out Justin. to the Sunshine Buddies. <laughs> Justin, you got the opportunity to uh, steal a couple points here. Name one of the phrases that uh, AEW has patented in the last week or two here. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I'm with Shawnee. This isn't high on my radar when I'm going through wrestling news throughout the week. Um, phrases. I don't know. Uh... I don't know, JR saying it's a slobber knocker. No, unfortunately, that is not. Uh, the phrases are forbidden portal and forbidden door. Oh, shit. Which they've been using in uh, commentary the last couple of weeks. Can one of you, yeah, Eric, I see you've got your finger up. Can somebody explain to me the, I mean, I, I get the idea behind like, oh, there's a door that stops a Japanese New Japan wrestling wrestlers from interacting with the american wrestlers but is mm-hmm. that it is it like is there a history as new japan always called it a forbidden door uh the the turn of phrase forbidden door was coined by um tanahashi uh that he gets credited for for referring to you know the idea of a new japan wrestler going to like you know moonlight at a an american uh, promotion. So that's, that's the origin of it. Okay. And we're okay. The same. Okay. Just little, just going to put this out there the way that, uh, Chuck likes spooky bullshit. I like legal bullshit. So (laughs) just kind of keep that in mind moving forward. Like keep an eye on just like stupid fun facts like this. Cause, uh, if it's if it's an in- if it could lead to an interesting discussion, um, it's it's going to happen. Uh, where I think they could be going with this is um, it could be uh, like a yearly pay per view, Forbidden Door, and like that's where we're going to see crossovers. I love that uh, because yeah, I'd be obviously, down for that. like, yeah, because obviously, like you know, doing crossovers and stuff like all the time, like it. You know that that can obviously get exhausting with booking, and 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 obviously you know things could happen, injuries could happen, and and plans could change. But if they could just think like, okay, every year maybe around like somewhere in you know Q two or Q three, we're gonna kind of play around with stuff, and that's you know it's forbidden door. So I, I don't like, know. That's where I yeah. It's like when Raw and SmackDown hate each other just before Survivor Series. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So Except I, that I, I think they'll probably start planning more than three weeks out. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, that's funny. I will say, um, I love that, and I love the story. And it this just it might just be me. I, I don't like Tony Khan cutting promos. No. He doesn't. He doesn't sell it enough for me. I love the idea. I love the story. I just don't think he has, at least right now, what it takes to really sell. The intensity is not there for the sake of how like serious and big this is for the for the wrestling industry. I don't feel it in his promos, whether you're talking about the ads on impact or, you know, any type of talking he does on AEW. I just I don't for me, keep him off the mic. Whether you give him a mouthpiece, whether you give him a, a an assistant that comes out and he's the one that, you know, breaks all this news, something like that. He just doesn't sell it for me. I absolutely get where Justin's coming from because he does feel like the nerdy kid who's gets to be on TV. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm into it. I like that. He's going in these little 30 second snippets every week on, and, and sort of like he's becoming this, this absolute arch shit heel without being able to pull it off in a way that is mesmerizing to me. And I think that, it's especially good when he's paired with Tony Schiavone because Tony Schiavone is sort of the patron saint of the nervous nerd who is uh, like a fish out of water, even though he's an absolute professional and, and banger at his job. Right. It's sort of like a recognition inside that, like, I am a I am a, a square. I am a mark in a carny's world. But uh, my role is so important that I have to play the part of a carny. 
and uh, and so it does feel unnatural, but I also think it's mildly hilarious. You know, uh, to Shawnee's point, like it, I'm. It depends on, you know, I'm touch and go on his promos because I feel like it's supposed to be cringe. That's like, what I was gonna say. Like okay. I, f- I feel like it's like like. I think knows. it can't be anything but, and he knows that, right? Yeah, he knows he's a nerd. Like his big role before, obviously starting AEW, um, like he he's a big analytics guy. So he's a big like data stats guy. So like that's just kind of naturally who he is i just so yeah I, no i trust me i do get where you're coming from it is very cringe at times however he did have a great one-liner uh, it must have been like at the start of this but he you know the, they're doing the public service announcement and, and he said something along the lines of like you know we pay for this ad time right now and you know what i got 20 or 200 bucks on me right now i'll pay for the next one next week up front in yeah. cash yeah. and it was like this just this little touch and i wish he had more of those touches sure. instead of it's just i i understand where both of you are coming from i it, just it, I'm, I'm I'm on the fence personally, and, and I'm going to say this up front. Forgive me for this comparison, but I, this is the only thing that can come to my brain. Is I wish we would have like a Tony Khan be a Vince McMahon who makes the calls and actually is making these calls behind the scenes, but he sends a Triple H out to cut these promos and be the that. and be the on screen authority who's making it happen or helping make happen whatever so triple h goes cuts these promos even though vince is the one making the business happen in the back i wish tony khan had a triple h to send out and do this kind of stuff all right get jerry lynn up and <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> all right we're down he to perpetu- our third he, he perpetually looks question. like he's going to chuckle and snort at his own lines while he's doing a promo <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah <laughs> All right, we're down to our third and final question in the news and notes around the ring. And uh, seeing as nobody got the last one, I believe this one also goes to Shawnee because you got the first question. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Um, going back to the beginning of the episode here, which bidet company reached out to Nia Jax following her My Whole incident? That would be Tushy, Chuck. That is correct for three points. Thank God that didn't come to me. I've, well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we've got uh, anything else to offer as far as Nia Jax saying my whole, but uh, if you've got it, go ahead and hit us with it. Ah, my forbidden door. (laughs) 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 There's your show title. Damn it. That's even, ah. Oh, man. Well done. I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad that it's like my title got usurped. I'm like, no, it's good. Good is good, man. Yeah. All right, well, after three rounds, Erica, where do the points stand? We have Shawnee in a staggering lead uh, with 10 points, uh, followed by Justin with three points. But uh, anything can happen in the final fall, as we all know. That's correct. The final fall this week, a round-robin style, which means we have multiple answers, and we'll be going back and forth between both Sunshine Buddies with each answer being worth two points. Are you all ready? Ready. At the center of AEW Impact and New Japan's crossover is Drama with the Bullet Club. Founded in 2013, the Bullet Club has featured 33 different full-time members. We'll go back and forth between the two of you, starting with Justin. For two points each, name a Bullet Club member. AJ Styles. AJ Styles is correct. Shawnee? Dick Togo. <laughs> you are you are absolutely correct. Dick Togo was in the Bullet Club. <laughs> is in the Bullet Club. He is currently a member <laughs> he was, in yeah. the Bullet Club because he is very much alive the and late, well. The late Dick great Togo. Dick Togo. The late great Dick Togo. <laughs> you, all of you suck. Justin, go ahead. Uh, let's go Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Yes, sir. Uh, back to you, Shawnee. Uh, Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson is correct. <gasps> Nick Jackson. Yeah, well, of course, obviously. Adam Cole, baby. Baby, Adam Cole, that is correct. Finn Balor? Of course. Uh, he can, was wait, a- can can you give me his his Bullet Club name, oh, sir? Oh, shit. Uh, Prince uh, da, 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 Devitt. Yep. <laughs> yes, there you correct. go. Though I really wish that it had all the extra does. Devitt. 
I'm like, Justin had a stroke. Shit. <laughs> his, his connection's bad. No, I'm good. I'm here, guys. I just don't know. Go ahead, Shotty. The disgraced Marty Skrull. That is correct. Uh, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. Uh, what was his name in the Bullet Club? Oh, shit. It's the same name he's using now. Oh, is it? Uh, what's it called? Was it Doc, uh, Doc Gallows? Yes. There you go. The Machine Gun, Carl Anderson. Hell yeah. Oh, God. So you're going to hate me because my Bullet Club. Yeah, now it's getting difficult. My Bullet Club knowledge doesn't go much further than what we've said. Uh, Got to think. Give me um, one. That's two. Freaking three. Mm, four. Jay White. Jay White is correct. Tamatanga. Tamatanga, yes, sir. I was waiting for someone to say Tamatanga. That was like, going to be my times? next one. Damn it. Ah, I'm like, you guys. Heal as fuck. Um, oh, God. Two, um, three. I'm oh. uh, freaking uh, Kenta. Bye. Kenta is correct. There's two points for you, Justin. How about you, Shawnee? Okay. This is where I'm going to start to get sketchy, too. <laughs> um, I absolutely know that I, I've got some more in my brain, but... Uh, um, two. Shaggy, too dope. Shaggy, too dope. Unfortunately, not. He is part of a completely different gang. Um, <laughs> a posse, if you will. Uh, whoop, Justin. Whoop, motherfuckers. Ah, <laughs> uh, two, ah, um, three, four. Taka I know Takamichinoku is 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 not a member of of the Bullet Club. Erica, where are the points right now? Uh, a little known fact uh, before we get to the points that uh, he used to drive them around. He was uh, the Michinoku was the driver. <laughs> I think I should get points for that then. Okay. It's not, no. That's not real. I should get points for the joke. No. Never really so yeah, that's a joke. I know, Taka, but... Taka was a member of Suzuki Goon. Fuck you guys. You're right now we have, we have Justin with 17 points. Shawnee with 22. Both have one strike. Yep. All right, Justin. Is it me? No. Yeah, no, it's, it's, your, it's your turn. I just guessed. Name me a Bullet Club member. I just guessed. All right, then, then I'll yeah. move on to Shawnee. I All just right. said Taka. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the... Justin another chance. Give me a strike, Chuck. <laughs> Whoa. You're not, you're, you're you not even going to try. Come on, guy. Um, I like to watch him squirm. <laughs> One. I don't know oh, what God. your deal is as of late. Two. Um, Three. Four. Damn, damn, damn. Five. Uh, I got nothing, nothing. this time. All right, that's two. Uh, okay. Shawnee, what do you got? I got enough points to win this game, Chuck. That's what I got. <laughs> you just you just throwing it at this point? He's pretty wow. sure you got left. Um, right. I can't remember who's the homeboy who hangs with Tamatanga, and that's what I'm getting hung up on, and it's preventing me from ah. thinking of all the other the other names. He's, uh, the, he's, the, uh, he's the floodgate. Um. Come on, brain. Trying to scramble through Bullet Club t-shirts in my head. Three. Right. That's what I've been doing. I'm just picturing them. Four. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I hope none of my Bullet Club friends are listening because this is a shame, but I am <laughs> yeah, still going to win the game. There's definitely listeners right now that cannot believe you guys can't get specific names. I can't wait to give them to you when this is all over. Watch the pain yeah, in your face. And that's another thing, too, is when you give them, I'm going to be like, son of a bitch. Yep. Um. It's your last opportunity, Justin. You're behind by points. No pressure. I got nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing all, huh? Dump truck. Dump truck. <laughs> dump truck. <laughs> He's part of the shine run. That's right. Get <laughs> him, dump truck. Uh, no, dump truck, not a Bullet Club member. So I believe, Erica, uh, let us know what the final points are. 
Final points after a, a collective brain fart amongst the Sunshine Buddies. We got Johnny with 22 points, Justin with 17. A valiant effort by both gentlemen. I'm curious, Erica, because uh, you did write this question. You're not looking at the questions right now, are you? I, I actually am. I'm sorry, because I, okay. I, I just wanted to I wanted to make. Well, I will say this. Uh, Shawnee, the, the the guy who is palling around with Tama Tonga is his brother, Tongaloa. <laughs> Tongaloa. Uh, you know, who's, yep. Yeah. Who's the guy that's always hanging around with him? I don't know. His brother. <laughs> uh, you know, but anyway. Yes. Yeah, so sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I am looking at him because I'm sure that would have been a good bit to have me run off these names. I was, I, yeah, I was curious how many you could run off from the top of the top of your head that they missed. But for those at home that uh, yeah. are wondering, the rest of the members we didn't get to name were Bad Luck Fallet, Chase, Chase Owens, El Phantasmo, Evil. Oh, I would have got that one. Gato. How do you say this? Hiku, Hikuleo? Hikuleo. Hikuleo. Jado. Jado. Jado, thank you, you. Should I just read them? Uh, maybe. I was uh, right. yeah. Ishimori. Ta ta uh, Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Tongaloa, as I had previously said. Uh, Yujiro ta Takahashi. Uh, we have Bone Soldier, Cody Rhodes, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You miss Cody Rhodes. Cody Hall. A... Yeah, Cody Hall, Scott Hall's son, who is in Bullet Club for a cup of coffee. Uh, El Terrible, Fr Frankie Kazarian. That was going to be a tough one because he was in, also in there for a cup of coffee. Hang on, Adam Page. Of course. Yeah. Son there you go. Um, also in there for Adam Page. Yeah, also in there for a cup of coffee. Also would have been a hard one for you guys to get. Jeff Jarrett was in Bullet Club for like a minute. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Ain't he great? Yeah. Give him uh, truth. La Commandant was in there. Uh, Robbie Eagles would have been a tough one for you guys. He ended up jumping ship to chaos because I think they realized that this child that clearly oh. looks like a baby face, there's no way he can be, he can't be, you know, rude and be in bullet club. We got to just make him a face. Uh, and then this one, I don't even, I Ray Bucanero. I don't even know that one. And oh, I know a lot. Of oh, Seriously. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I was just going like, to say, oh, I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, oh, you know this one, but you don't know who Taiji Ishimori is, you son of a bitch. I love it. And don't forget Robbie Eagles. Yeah, I said Robbie Eagles. Okay. I said Robbie Eagles at the end because, and they yeah, had, you, they had Chuck to forgot Robbie Eagles. You I said it, it, and he forgot oh. it, <laughs> or he wasn't listening to what you were saying, Erica. Which do you That's think it was? I wow, people not listening to me and taking me seriously. Um, yeah, I have a lot of experience in that in my day job. Thanks, pal. Yeah, she doesn't deserve that. You guys give her some respect. Oh, you guys do respect me. It's all good fun. This was a good one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, Shawnee, you've got another victory under your belt against your sunshine buddy, Mr. Justin Valentine, in this uh, special one-on-one -on -one episode. I'll put 60 seconds on the clock. Anything you wanted to say before we take off for this week? Uh, it's just unfortunate that Nate wasn't here to be a part of this thrashing. There's a new champ in town. And, five uh, points. Not that much. It looks like uh, five points, not that much. It's uh, almost an entire round, That's Justin. I don't know where you sir. are. But... Uh, it's just it's a new day yes it is sir and uh i'm i'm here for it i'm excited i, I like the feeling i like the feeling of being on top uh i like this this it, the the un the unfettered power of a week like this where there really isn't any competition is even better it really is going to help to put the wind in my sails it's, uh it's, it's it's intensifying the hunger and when nate the hate comes back i think he's going to be up for a real challenge that he's not ready for and uh, the $20 man, dollar man is here to uh, raise some funds and raise some titles, Chuck. All right. I like it. Uh, Justin, anything we missed this week or anything you'd like to See, say considering your abysmal showing? So, I'm again, five points, guys. Five points. I got 17 points. I don't know where abysmal and all this crap's coming from. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with Sean. He's got the Nate syndrome because him and Nate completely forget the fact that this is the time that we say what we missed, not just talk about ourselves. And what we I want to throw out there is the fact that I watch, I look at the NXT takeover card and I see not one undisputed era member on it. Get out of NXT. If you don't want to be on the main roster, fine. Go to AEW. Go somewhere else. You've done okay. all you've, you're going to do in NXT. The longer you stay, you're either going to, A, hold down younger talent who deserve a push who may come in in the future, or you're just going to become irrelevant and not be on a freaking takeover card. We don't get that every month. We don't get takeovers every month. How are you not on a takeover card? Makes absolutely no sense to me unless they are on their way up to the main roster. If you don't want to be up there, go to AEW. But hanging around in NXT does you no good and or does everyone else no good. Uh, Erica, was there anything you wanted to cover before we uh, sign off for this week? Yeah, briefly, but I'm going to uh, shine a light on what uh, Justin said real quick. I like the idea of Undisputed Era jumping ship to AEW. That yeah. gives me just very warm, tingly in the pants feelings, that idea. Uh, but the point I was originally going to make. Uh, Funny Luchasaurus I, you, for uh, the Undisputed Era moving to AEW. Well, I mean, come on. I think we all would be. Come on. It'd be great. We all know it. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, Uncle Dave is reporting that uh, Kazuchika Okada will be taking part in some of the crossovers here. Uh, you know, obviously we don't know when, but the idea of Okada potentially showing up in AEW or an impact um, is awesome because it's Okada and Okada is just, he's 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 the fucking man and uh when i went to his uh signing after all in i i bought the tickets for my husband's birthday because my uh my my sweet uh man eric uh loves okada and like i gotta tell you like even just like in person like you can tell like this guy's a star like i remember like just like meeting eyes with him and i i think i i in my head i went oh like, like gasp, like, oh my goodness. Like he just, some, some guys just have that thing and that's Okada. And if he can like come to America and get involved in this stuff and in, in the, the crossover business, holy crap, it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. Nice. Nice. Also, I wanted to mention before we uh, take off this week that just before we started recording, I saw a headline and looked it up and uh, former Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion Taya Valkyrie headed to NXT, according to PW Insider. Oh, that okay. is super interesting. I'm looking okay. forward to seeing that. I'll take that. I, I agree. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what uh, what to expect because uh, I like her a lot. I'd like to work a lot in Impact, but, uh, you know, it's, that, it's yeah. I don't that's know. Crowd, that's also a crowded women's division that she's getting a, 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 For sure. a part of. If you very true main roster and whatever, uh, so it'll be interesting to see where she how she lands and fits in there. Yeah, I'm sure it's something we'll be discussing in future episodes of the One Fall Show. Thank you, of course, for downloading this week's One Fall Show and giving us a listen. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe over uh, wherever you're getting us as a podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're getting us. Give us a follow. And, of course, follow us on our uh, YouTube page where we do Super Universe Mode, a uh, virtual wrestling with myself, Nate Bender, and uh, Will Cherry over on the One Fall Show YouTube page. We're also on Facebook. You can follow us there at One Fall Show and on Twitter at One Fall Show. And speaking of social media, Justin, where can people find you online? Uh, all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, jvsportstalk.com, and the JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod. New episode out for NXT TakeOver. I know by the time people hear this, it's going to be past that. The reaction video will be out. Back out for, uh, for Elimination Chamber next week. Erica is going to be on it with Nate for uh, AEW Revolution at the beginning of March. So much fun. Don't you love it, Chuck? No. On Johnny, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Done. You can find me over at the aforementioned One Fall Show Twitter page. That's where I'm spending most of my wrestling social media time. I also like to throw things up on the wall over at the One Fall Show Facebook group. And you can find me on the Talk Horror to Me Sound uh, podcast along with uh, Mr. Bean and our friend Elizabeth. We did a great episode. I loved our episode this week. We talk about Green Room. It gets heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Erica, how about you? Where can people find you online? Everyone could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. 
And I've been your host, Chuck Bean. You can find me uh, online at BeanWRIF on Twitter or on, on Facebook and Hello, This is Bean on Twitter. And Saturday nights, 3 to 7 on 101WRIF in Detroit City. Watch yourself some wrestling this week. As I tell everybody, Wednesday night is the new Monday nights when it comes to wrestling. But find yourself something that you absolutely enjoy, even if it's somebody yelling about their hole. I reckon I get a dump over here. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, you got to get the mileage out of it this week because there's no way we're going to, you know, get to use it again. Well, Nate's going to be coming next week laughing his ass off about it. What do you mean? (laughs) Right. It was funny, too, because she was so overly animated from the beginning. Have we read read into whether this was like a planned thing or did she just have it in her mind? We discussed it on Nerd Radio because obviously this is right down James Alley as far as sense of humor goes. Sure. He thought it was was absolutely an improvised line. And you cannot convince me that Vince McMahon did not give her the sell on like you got to say it wasn't improvised. There's no way it was improvised because from the immediate like bump, she was overselling like no other. It's like from the because I remember when this happened, I thought like, why is she selling this so much? Right? Like we've seen her miss leg drops before, and it's okay, sell a little, but she was like, she just landed on thumbtacks and shit. But it's the hardest part of the ring. Sure. (laughs) She was selling as if she landed on thumbtacks. And I was just like, why is she selling this so much? And then the line came out. I'm like, that was either planned by her. There was a bet backstage, something. But that that was not just improvised. Hey, I'm just going to came to my mind. Uh, You know, I I, I don't want to throw gender into this, but as a woman, I can I can I can assure you that. I, I would never yell my hole if I ever <laughs> fell like that. It would just probably be like, oh, my ass. Right. Um, the the idea like my hole seems like uh, like I don't I don't once again, I don't want to make this a, a man versus woman thing. But that it, it seems like a very male response to, sure. to something. And definitely it, it, it's a good point. Like Vince McMahon would yell my hole. Uh, that's like he would probably like a, yeah. And and if someone yelled my hole while being thrown into a pool, we, I mean, he may just collapse and and stroke out from laughter because, as we all know, Vince McMahon loves nothing more than seeing somebody get thrown into a pool. It's his favorite. I appreciate that uh, the social media memification of it led me to hunt down the match from Impact with Shelly Martinez yelling my vag because I'd never seen that before. So, did anyone see the uh, the Taz, my balls? Yes. I know I saw it. it. They put it. (laughs) That was so great. And they, it. they saw they someone put that uh, together back to back to back. I'm like, ah, oh, man, just what yeah. every wrestling fan needs. I had completely forgotten about Shelly Martinez uh, and I had to show I found that match and had to show it to Amy. And then I had to show her a match of her as Ariel from ECW because that's how that's I where she her. was. Because I saw that. I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Yeah, Fucking Ariel. That's right. And, With uh, Kevin Thorne. Yep. Yeah. Also, I think Nia Jax is just the juggernaut, and we've just found her Achilles heel. Finally. <sighs> no, this is the, the most positive reaction her work has gotten in her career, period. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this and is that, what and that's of probably Fame video why... is going to be. It's just going to be that set, that moment. Her right. Hall of Fame video? That, that... Hall of Fame? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they're... they're um, you know, diving. <laughs> I oh, can't say it just caught up. <laughs> just got it. Just chuckled and snorted. <laughs> I couldn't even say I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, but I was going to say diving into it. <laughs> like, diving into uh, my hole. My yeah. hole. Yeah. That's probably why they are highlighting it so much is because she is she's so bad and gets such a negative response week after week that she finally got a positive something. So let's highlight it. Right. This is a way to get her over with the marks, right? Like yes. everybody right. who sees it and comes to see what she's about doesn't understand the fact that she injures everybody in her path. Because right. she doesn't know how to wrestle. Right. Insane. 
So I was just like, congratulations, the best work of your career. Now, how much you want to bet she will be yelling it multiple times in the future? They're going to ruin this thing. They're going to have stupid spots where she's going to land like that, and she's going to continue to yell it. Yeah, it absolutely. Funny she turned it into her battle cry. Like she comes yeah, from that's a big what I'm splash saying. in the corner and goes, that's gonna be That's going to be her theme song. Right, like the beginning of the song, and it's just going to be a big, uh, the big words on the screen because for some reason they don't fucking Titantron intro videos anymore. Right, it's just going to say my hole. They need to. That is one thing that I will never understand. Why do we get rid of intro videos for their theme song, and why do we get rid of like certain designed sets for pay per views? Because that should cost money. Besides, besides WrestleMania. Don't tell me they ain't got the fucking money to put I'm something like that. I don't say they don't have together. it. They Come just won't spend it. That was yeah, the, yeah. But they were, the they were. But my thing is, is it was something they were already doing and doing for years and years and years and years and years. That was one of my favorite things about a pay per view. Oh yeah. As a kid, was what's the stage going to look like? That Especially was if I was going thing live. I'd get the video games. Is like which stages is going to are going right? Be. And like, remember when they would have Sunday Night Heat? before a pay-per-view yeah that and was part of the appeal is i get to see the stage yes the they're live from the arena you get to see what the stage is going to look like and then they just totally cut it no we're we're on the same page as far as this nerdery goes besides wrestlemania they do it for wrestlemania which is one thing i get excited for wrestlemania every year is what's the stage going to look like every year it's going to be a pirate ship apparently a pirate <laughs> ship forever <laughs> You realize all they did was shift the logo to the center, and now we got this year's uh, this year's logo. Right. <laughs> Just move that over to the right. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Maybe oh, nailed it. Get, maybe they're doing oh, it again this year so they can actually license the Pirates of the Caribbean right. theme. <laughs> nailed it. And they got the weekend again. They just picked a different song of the weekend to be the theme song. <laughs> just like, oh, you guys put no effort. <laughs> I heard that song during the Super Bowl and went, wasn't that the WrestleMania song? Yeah. <laughs> they had, what, Blinding Lights last year, and this year it's something else. I'm just like, yep, just choose a different song on the album, shift the logo to the center. We got yeah. this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> you got some uh, titles for us, Erica? I mean, it, it's my whole. Like, that's, that's <laughs> no, that's it. Like, <laughs> like Chuck. My like, I, 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 Yeah. Like I told you at the at the start of this, I'm not taking notes because it's right. just going to be my whole jokes. All right. So Shawnee can just pick any <laughs> joke he wants. My and forbidden that's it. door. My forbidden my hole. My forbidden door. My you know, forbidden I, hole. I, my forbidden hole. There we go. That's good. All right. I mean, I don't. You know, once again, sh- you know, Sean Shawnee's creative. Like he's got this. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you laying down like that, and it's so just irritating. my hole. <laughs> like it's just like, oh. the way it's just it's my head basically just floating. And, it's, it's you. Yeah. and, I'm and like, you were so irritated. You're like my hole. What are you? <laughs> like once again, no, no one listens to me. I started. <laughs> I do. I, I, Listen, I know you do, I thought honey. you'd have some other entertaining things, and that's typically how we end our conversation. It's my hole, Chuck. My forbidden door, my forbidden hole, my hole. Choose one. The, or use the, them all. That was the whole, the whole, whole theme. Okay? That's it. <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah. Come on. That, that word. All right. I'm going <sighs> and warming up some pizza, and I'm watching NXT. You guys have a good night. Yeah, right. I'm going to do the same. Everyone See take ya. care. See ya.